You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Chelsea fire head coach Thomas Tuchel after shock defeat to Dynamo Zagreb. A night to forget for Liverpool as they concede four goals to Napoli. Manchester City cruise to a 4-0 win as Erlen Haaland continues his scoring run. And Tottenham win against 10-man Marseille thanks to a brace by Richarlison. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. That's right, Musty. And because the Premier League is back, so your chance to win $50,000 by Premier League pick them for free. You can become the next big winner. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app today, available in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Okay, my friend, uh, really interesting week of Champions League football. Um, Maybe even more interesting with some huge news that broke this morning. The sacking of Thomas Tuchel after his team lost 1-0 to Dynamo Zagreb um, last night. Um, the sacking was seen to be more than maybe just the result in, in a series of results. That There seems to be other things that were at play here. But what? tell me where you are, mate. We, we spoke on the pod, didn't we, and said, you know, he needs to get things sorted and, you know, he'll have six weeks. We'll have so long. Uh, yeah. This came a little bit quickly and a little bit blindsided one or two people, mate. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to say, Rob, is that we, you know... The, the, if something else has happened within the club, we don't know about it. And nobody, you know, very few people would know about it. If there's been a bust up of disagreement, you know, you read stuff on, on the media and social, uh, social yeah. media and newspapers and stuff and on the websites today, maybe there's a thing about Ronaldo that he wanted him and Tuchel didn't want him. What, what, that side yeah. of it, we don't know. On, on everything else, the football side of it, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's crazy too early. Now, the Chelsea fans, and I've listened to lots of stuff today, you know, yeah. I think they're kind of split, Rob, what I've seen. Mm. Like, well, the football yeah. wasn't good. It's kind of slow, mm. ponderous football. We've kind of talked about the football yeah. days. But, I mean, the facts are this, that this guy has been helping Todd Bowley, the new owner of Chelsea, mm. yeah. recruit players. And he said just recently, like, I've enjoyed the last few days being on the training ground working as a coach and not looking yeah. at players. Why would you, if you're the owner, I mean, what was the number? It's like... $324 million. $200 million on players. On nine yeah. signings that he's mm. kind of, he's recruited and wanted and, and you yeah. know, and, and brought to the football club. And Pierre-Emerick uh, Aubameyang, a player mm. that, I mean, that the whole point of him coming was because he's worked with Tuchel before. And like yeah. his first game, like to, to fire him after that, it's way too early. Give the man, I mean, it's too late now. And it's like, I feel like this is already old news. Why yeah. wouldn't you give him like, Fafana's just started to play. Aubameyang started to play. Mm. There's a lot of good players that's come into the club. Well, okay then. Now, now we've got to get going, Thomas Tuchel. Now we've got to yeah. put this team together, build it. You know, get get your your your, your key men in different spots. It was um, mm. 
Havertz played up front with Sterling and Aubameyang. You're like, well, that looks kind of yeah. kind of yeah. good. And Mount was in midfield and Reese James back as a wing back. So I would have expected, yeah, it hasn't been a great start. But given what's happening transitional-wise with the club, and there's there's no recruitment staff. I see somebody else, Rob, the uh, chief international scout, was let go by Chelsea. So there's yeah, there's Scotland, no Scotland, there's yeah, nobody of the previous regime there. No, and uh, it seems like he's helped to to bring in these players. And now to fire him is like wow. I mean, football never ceases to, to amaze me. The sensible play, right? A few weeks now, let's see mm. it. Because if we don't see it, better, then I understand. It. So yeah, it's another yeah, one, Rob, where I'm like, wow. Why, way too early. Again, I'll go back with my last comment. Well, my first comment on this was, unless something's happened that we don't know about. Well, my, my, my first comment is, this is Chelsea. Different yeah, but let, 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 let me stop you. Let me stop you. Yeah. So why should it be the same? Why should it be the same? Yeah, but why should it be the same as different owner? Yeah, but same old Chelsea. That's what they do, Rob. But, you know, it, it's go back historically through the past and the same things have happened. I mean, this is ridiculous when you, you back somebody to the tune of over $300 million. Mm. You buy players for his, suited to the way he wants to play. I believe in a game, social media trying to have a few connections back in, in, in the UK to try and find a few things out. Rob, I'm hearing that there was a slight personality difference between the, the, the owner and Tuchel. That he wants to build a different culture, a different football club, have work in a different way. And maybe Tuchel is not the guy or hasn't worked maybe the Conte thing. He got a yellow card yesterday, Rob. Really interesting. And again, not sure. And, and, and at this point, we're talking about a podcast that we're doing, you know, nearly 5.30 Eastern time um, on the Wednesday after the games. But not seen one player, Rob, come out yet. Social media. You know, me just like, hmm, hmm. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, there was something else, Rob, wasn't there? There was a, a, also a bit of talk about um, player unrest, and I know he's yeah, quite Ziyech, a harsh critic, think, isn't he? Apparently, Ziyech yeah. apparently had, had a bit of a face on moving yesterday. Mm. Apparently, again, that you know, there's this talk that you know, I think like three different systems in, in play yesterday to try and get you know, one time Ryan Sterling was centre midfield, you know, and Ziyech at left or left back, left wing back, and. Again, I'm just picking up on things that are out there. Things I'm kind of hearing a little bit from the UK in terms of maybe there's a there's a there's a different personality, there's a different culture that's wanting to be set by the new owners. And Tuchel maybe didn't fit in that, maybe because of the results. But again, I'm with you. It feels way too early. It feels strange having backed a guy through the summer with the kind of players that, that you bring in and then you kind of go, okay, you're off and we're going to bring somebody in who's going to have to pick the reins up, have two games a week of domestic football and Champions League football and all the rest and, and hit the ground running, Rob, because we, we, we're going into a crazy spell of games now between now and in the break in November. So, um, yeah, just, just disappointing really. And disappointing for, for Tuchel in that, I think it's 100, 100 games he's had, Rob. He's won 60 of them. He went into the club, first of all, and, mm. and, and changed the defending, which was a big problem. They were way too easy to play against. Won in the Champions League. Won in the Super Cup. Won the World Club Cup. Was UEFA Coach of the Year. Was mm. you know, FA Cup finalist, League Cup finalist. You know, in a 20-month spell. That, that, that smacks to me of... This guy deserves a little bit longer, I think. It feels to me like he's done enough. There's enough there on, on that 
resume to say, okay, it's a bit of a rough time. We need to, you know, bed in now and, and we'll work together and start to grow the club and change the culture and personalities. It feels, Rob, to me as though this decision was was not based on a result. This decision was was around, yeah. A manager's yeah. all, you're already talking to a, you know, they're already talking to to Graham Potter of ask ask. Mm. So they've already got the targets. This was already being set up. Just just last before we move on to Potter and who else mm. might be in for the job, Rob. I'm just interested, like, you know, we've just explained how the whole football recruitment side of this club has been gutted. It's been bare. Yeah, strange, yes. So Patrick Todd Bowley, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and his, mm-hmm. his knowledge of, I think, English and European football or world football, yeah. the sport, basically, is not yeah. great. Uh, he, so he made this call. There's no, there's no other football expertise in the building. He's working. Any- okay, I hear he, he's, he's bought, I don't know, he, he's bought in or using, I, I believe he's bought in a data analyst. A t- an analyst team who've done the research. So these were the guys behind Anthony Gordon. These were the guys behind Ronaldo. These were the guys. So whether he's taking advice from them or right. they're getting in right. his ear and he's then saying, you know, these fit our metrics of players and, you know, maybe Tuchel's saying, mm, you know, does he want the Ronaldo thing? Anthony Gordon maybe wasn't what he felt he needed. Mm. I think Rafinha and Richarlison and others were on that list. It, it seems to be, Rob, that he, he's going down the science route and whether he's, he, he's bedded in that, got experience in that, maybe through his other sports and, and, and his other franchises. It seems that that's where he's getting his football knowledge from. But it and, just doesn't and, make and any sense. It just doesn't make any sense, Rob. It doesn't make any sense. You've just trusted him to bring all the players in. You talk about the data and stuff like that and the different targets. Well, he kind of acquiesced and, and Tuchel's brought in the players he wants to bring in. It's like, okay, let, let them coach now. So, listen, we, we, we can probably go over it and over it and over it. What I would say, Rob, in terms of the football, and we've been saying it a long time, or I've been yeah, saying the right. way the, the yeah. football is, so slow. And this game was yeah. the same thing. They lose the game. Yeah. It was incredibly slow and lacking intensity and there's no penetration and the same kind of stuff. Front players, the same story, struggling to have impact. You know, he changes them. Make subs, you know. It, it was something that needed to improve. But I, but, yeah. for, but, but I mean, to fire Thomas Tuchel at this point is a is incredible big big play. It's a big play by the ownership, and I hope they know what they're doing, Rob. And and you know, we, we can go on now and talk about people that are coming. Unless you want to talk about the game, I mean, there's not much to say about it. All there's not much to say. Was it one, yeah. one big interesting? Kepa came in for Mendy. Yeah, which was a, was yeah. An interesting big call. Yeah. Uh, for has started, um, was probably for the goal really. Um, so it, it, yes, you know, it was a European game yeah. so for, mm. for, for the goal that went in. Um, it was a similar clunky, um, stodgy kind of Chelsea. You know, not sweat, not no rhythm at times. For the quality of player, it doesn't. The football doesn't quite add up, and and they're not quite sure why. You know, with, with, with the quality of technical operators that they've got, I don't know why they can't dominate games better, play quicker football, create more chances. Um, but having said that, they had a couple of chances. Aubameyang um, had a couple of looks, probably should have done better. Habits has a header late on. Rhys James hits the post. Mm. Well, Kepa, to be fair, came up with a brilliant save. Yeah. With the one yeah, hand onto the onto cross the mm. That's going to be interesting for Newman, whoever that is. Yeah. Mm. You know, Mendy was the number one. Had a little bit of rocky form, you know, possibly for a couple of goals. Certainly the West Ham equaliser that would have been it if it was Mm. given it the weekend. And um, Kepa in now. So, you know, what does a new man do who comes in? Does he put Mendy back and 
give him the confidence and say, you're my man until you let him down? Or does he keep Kepper in? And, you know, so many uh, question marks for whoever comes in. And, and at this point, we'd have to say it does look like Graham Potter's certainly favourite. He's in talks with the football club at the moment, talking about a multi-year, um, multi-year contract. I think there's a £20 million uh, buyout yeah. clause of, of Potter's yeah. contract from Brighton. Chelsea yeah. would obviously have to pay, and 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 they're talking that if they can get things done quickly and well, that they'd like him installed for the weekend. <laughs> well, there's three names, isn't it, Rob? That came up straight away: Graham Potter, Mauricio Pochettino, and Zinedine Zidane. And it seems like Graham Potter is the number yeah. one choice. Yeah. And I think they've agreed. They've agreed the fee with the club. The club has given Graham Potter. Um, yeah, you know, he, he can talk to Chelsea about this position. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a fascinating conversation between Graham Potter and Todd Bowley and whoever else is in the room about what we're looking at here. Because I'll say right now, I'm not sure, and this is a we we can it's such an interesting conversation that it's the right fit for Graham Potter. What I would just I want to quickly caveat that by saying I get that the managers at this level, and we spoke about it so recently, Rob, on the show yeah, and the yeah. last, last podcast about yeah, podcast. You know, managers that, that do a great job, their stock price is really high, and then it can go We're talking about again. Brendan Rodgers, Rob, Robin, we were, where he yeah. was and where he's dropped right. in Graham Potter now. So I understand if he's going to go for this, and, and it, mm. I mean, maybe these opportunities don't come around. So yeah. I get that, and that's very powerful, and that might win out. All I would say is, I feel like Graham Potter, Rob, is more of a, is a is a more of a of a planning manager, more of a longer term guy, yeah. more of a builder, more yeah. get in tune with the club and get a great setup recruitment wise and and do amazing in that side of things. This is different. This is more glamour, more instant, more you know. If Todd Bowley is going to be that's going to keep your Chelsea way going, where they're going to fire people, crikey, he could be out of a job in blooming six months if things don't turn around. Now, again, what? And this is um, just chatting to our Spurs producer, Mike Happers, on this podcast, Rob. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a Spurs fan. And I said yeah. to him, I would like to see, and again, this is just my opinion and stuff, but I think he should wait at Brighton for the Tottenham Hotspur job because Antonio Conte is going to last a certain amount of time. He's a project manager. And you know what happens, Rob, when a manager gets fired from a club that there's an instant desire to go opposite. And opposite of Antonio Conte is a long-term, safe, steady, attractive football. And Graham Potter is absolutely perfect for that. He'll get the stability of Daniel Levy uh, that will give him time. There'll be patience. You know, I feel that that's more of a building project than him coming into Chelsea, where he'd be expected straight away to handle big-time players. Like, he's never... I mean, to, to, to a Champions League experience... My goodness, what a what a, a position to be thrown well, into, Rob. A counter to that, Rob, and I, and I hear your argument uh, and, and agree in many ways with, with a number of things you say, but I suppose some of our viewers or listeners and, and people would say, well, what's the big difference between Chelsea and Spurs, maybe apart from Chelsea have won more trophies? Same big clubs, same well, the ambition. Philosophy, the, 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 the philosophy that yeah, we know. But I, don't, I don't think, and I agree, because one of my notes with, 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 on, on Graham Potter was, Graham Potter builds teams and builds success over a period of time. Yeah, He's a yeah. slow burn manager. Right, exactly. But these jobs, but top six jobs are not slow burn wherever you go, Rob. Look at uh, Ten Hag went in at Man United. Yeah, the first two games, why 
wiped out, and then he's had to, you know, he's had to find his way and, and find. I I agree I agree with you that it's not a natural, it's not the most natural fit for mm. Graham Potter. Mm. I do think we're going to be in the David Moyes getting the opportunity at Manchester United position. I'm not sure if you're Graham Potter, you can turn it down. Mm. Sure I get that. that. I get that. But, but Absolutely not sure. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and it's all right for me to say, we'll wait for the Spurs job. There's, there's a ton of things that can happen. And, and I understand that. And, you, and you're probably going to be right. That's why I said it straight away. He probably yeah. is going to be appointed. And got to be honest, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do because he's, yeah. he's a brilliant coach. Can, can I chuck one at you as well? I mean, it's, a, it's a bit left field and it's not the same and it's a different era and all that. But the Graham Potter style the man, the, the intelligence, the uh, coaching ability, the, the management skills, the systems of play we've seen. He, he looks a bright, smart, young coach. You know, we, we've talked about for, for weeks and, and years, actually, uh, we've talked about him. Mm. I, I'm, and, and I know the question is going to come up, and I'm sure when we at the weekend, like, people will say, well, he hasn't handled big players. And I kind of I want to poo-poo that one a little bit because... And I'm going to make a, a little example, maybe different backgrounds from different places. But Arsene Wenger came in at Arsenal from Japanese football. Mm. I'm sure he got he got almighty stick for looking like a school teacher. People were like, "Oh, we'll never be able to do it at Arsenal." And good if if you were if you were confident, good coach that people that players instantly can respect, see what you're doing, think they're going to get better. You have no problem with big players. You have, big, you have a problem with big players if you're not good enough. If you go in there and, you, and you, you're winging it a little bit. And you're what about big, sure what about big players that are not playing? Well, that's something you, you'll that's have different. to learn. But he's a smart guy, Rob. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't no fool going in there. He, he, he went off and, and studied, I think he's got two degrees in, in different mm. things. He, he went abroad mm. and, and learned. Yeah. He's a very smart, oh, yeah. worldly guy. And I think that's the kind of people who you can live, who big players can live with. If they're honest and, and, and truthful, and listen, it's a consequence of big, big things. I'm not saying Neil Mope is a big player, but he's had to have he, deal with he, his issues in, in his own football club, and he's done that the way. I just think we can if we don't give people a chance, we can't always keep saying, "Oh, what's I know, the listen, I know, listen, Alex, I know." Alex Ferguson, when he came in from Aberdeen, wasn't handling the Robsons and the McGraths and the Whites and the people. But he, he handled them, he sorted it out eventually, and he got where he got to. And I think we've got to give people a chance to do that, not just sort of be jumped down that well, he's never handled big players. Big players will react to top map, top map, top managers, top coaches. Yeah, they will. Listen, and, and it's it's that's one angle of this, isn't it? And and you're right. I mean, at some point, every up and coming manager is gonna jump a level where, all right, yeah. I'm dealing with this sort yeah. of player. And I that's get been, that. Yeah. It's more about the the philosophy of the club. Now, if Todd Bowley has sat him down and said, you know what? I've signed Fafana on a seven-year deal. Yeah. I've got Reese yeah. James on a six-year extension. I want this to be a long-term situation. Then yeah. absolutely brilliant. If that's the, oh. if that's the bed he's going to yeah. go into, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, and and we won't know that. I, I You know, that conversation. Well, he's put Chuck Mecca from Villa. He's put Brozier on a long contract. He's got Gallagher, Kukurea, somebody knows. Except mm. it feels like the long term is important as well. And, uh, and yeah, he wanted Ronaldo, didn't he? He wanted Ronaldo. Yeah, that's like... all it is now. I, I assume for commercial mm. value as much as anything else, this guy's a businessman. But um, listen, we're going to have to see how that plays. And, 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 and maybe Graham Potter's a smart enough guy to probably understand, Rob, if it isn't for him. I think he's 
big enough and, and maybe to go. Yeah, actually, I think so. This, this it'll, doesn't it'll work. It'll stay for where me. he's now. Yeah, yeah. The other, so, the other name, um, Rob. Before we move on, I, you know, in terms of somebody that I got to be honest, I think would be a better fit is, is Mauricio Pochettino. Pochettino. I know that his stock mm. prices, his stocks down a little bit given yeah. his tough times at PSG. Mm. But in terms of Champions League experience, Premier League experience, towards yeah, the top end, dealing with all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, he ticks mm. a lot of those boxes. But, yeah. I mean, let, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, mm. I, I want to see it. I want to see. We've said this for so long. Like, yeah. the great I'd like to see Graham Potter go in. I'd like yeah. to see him go in. And, and, I just hope he's yeah. given some patience, mate. I hope yeah. it's just not yeah. going to be... Don't, don't you feel, though, Rob, if Graham Potter goes in, almost like it, get, it feels different, so the fans might react to him differently. It's not one of those, you know, all the other managers gone to Chelsea, a high-end, top-class European operators who've won leagues, who've won mm. European titles. Know, and all. This, guy's, this guy's going in different. This guy's English. He's come up from, you know, the lower leagues. He's earned his, his, his opportunity. Now he's going in to see if he's good enough to, to, to manage at that level. I just think that people might give him a chance. Well, see, I don't know. They're used to success. They're used mm. to this club firing managers. They've had one of their own in Frank Lampard come in, great, 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 and then all of a sudden well, Frank it's wasn't gone. great. Frank didn't, didn't do well. Great yeah, all right. So, so I agree. If he's great, he's great, mm. and everybody's happy. But if he's not great, what happens? Yeah. Then? Well, if he's How not long great, the fans him? Well, if he's the not great, whether, him, whether, he, whether he was uh, whether he's a European winner, if he's Angelotti or he's Graham Potter, if he doesn't win games enough games, he, he'll get the sack. He'll know that. But I just think he might get a little. I think he might get a little bit more time because it's a longer process, and it's it's the it's the owners' guy. Mm. When owners go into football clubs, however yeah. you like it, they tend to want to get their own man in in the door. Yeah. All right, mate. Brilliant. I mean, amazing. It. I woke up this morning. Yeah. Like, I mean, you just cool. you just never know. You never know what you're going to yeah. wake up to. And I yeah. I didn't see that coming. I did not no. see that coming I so quickly. When so I saw the Tuchel, we got a link from our uh, our main producer. I saw the link for Tuchel. I thought it was going to be one of those articles where, you know, Tuchel's had a meeting with the owners and they said, you know, we've got to sort things out. I just didn't think it was Tuchel. When I clicked mm. on the link and opened it, I was like, what? Wow. I know. Yeah. It was incredible. Incredible. But yeah, right. defeat yeah. as well. Um, obviously, um, set that off. Uh, so not a good start for Chelsea in the Champions League. Not a great start in the league. As well, so somewhere for whoever the new man, and obviously over the next few days, we'll keep you abreast of that. Hopefully, by the weekend's podcast, mostly uh, there might be a new man in charge. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. All right, okay, let's, let's move to, it to, um, to Italy, to Napoli, to uh, Napoli versus Liverpool. Uh, always a, a great fixture. Apparently, Jurgen Klopp's, I think, lost the last four times he's, he's been at Napoli now with, with teams. I was surprised about. Um, shocked by the headlines because you were watching this game. I, I um, kept an eye more on Tottenham and Marseille, so we're across both games. Yep. Yep. I couldn't quite believe when I, when I saw four-one. <laughs> it, it was like not quite at the Tuchel level, but wow! It was like really. Where, where are Liverpool? Is, is this becoming more serious? 
Yeah, I mean, it is serious now. You know, you, we, we can say, you know, they haven't quite found this mm. and they're not this and, and that. And of course, you know, we know about the high line and for the, for the majority of last yeah. year, it was pretty good. Like, they'll take that risk given what they did at the other end and to be so close yeah. to win the title. But this, 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 mate, this is, this got to go down as the worst 45 minutes I've seen from Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp to a point where, I mean, they gave away two penalties. They could have had four or five goals, Napoli, in the first half, mate. I'm not even joking. Like, Liverpool, the, the vulnerability of that back line was, was insane. Like, any time, and it happened lots of times the ball turned over, Napoli yeah. flipped the ball over the top. Asherman, the big striker, this young striker that there was a bit yeah. of rumour wasn't coming to, to a few teams in the Premier League, yeah, gets yeah. on the other end of it. They got in so many times. I mean, Joe Gomez, Rob, played centre-back. And yeah. he had a nightmare, to be fair. And, like, I feel for him. Like, it happens mm. sometimes. Van Dijk, I thought, looked, looked shaky and was losing his, his edge, a little, his, his rag a little bit. He was getting frustrated. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is, is, was so many times out of, the, out of his right-back spot. Yeah, so, when, the counter, yeah. when those counters come in, it was two at the back. It was two at the back for Liverpool. This is worse yeah. than I've seen, Rob. And, you know, second half, like... I don't know, a little bit better. Possibly they get a goal. Um, Luis Diaz was the only player that got any sort of credit from the game, Rob. It gives everything all the time, which is yeah. pretty remarkable. Mo Salah in the first half, and I'm not joking, couldn't control the ball. Couldn't control the ball. Went over his, under his foot once. He failed to bring a ball down that he's right in front of goal. From a, I think it was a Trent cross with his left foot. How can this be, Rob, from a team who pushed Man City so far, have gone so far in the Champions League, we know how important this competition how can this drop-off be from the team we saw, you know, albeit it's a week before the season, but Community Shield, they go flying into Man City, they win the game, they look yeah. like they're all set up. And then from that day forward, it's not really... It's, I mean, the, the 9-0 at Bournemouth apart, we'll take that out, out of the frame. Bournemouth was shocking. Liverpool had a good day, scored yeah. the goals at the same time. Apart from that, though, how, how is... How is Salah not be able to control the ball? How is the intense team the focus of Liverpool? Well, that's it. Well, that's because, that's that's, it. that's 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 not easy to get back. If you if you if, if you've lost it and you don't know why it is, that's not an easy thing to fix. I think there's a couple of things. Right, first thing is intensity, desire, mm. hunger. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm just things I'm writing down as you're talking there. That is not there now. I don't know why. There's, there's a bit of talk now, of course. Everybody starts talking. What's going on? Yeah, things aren't yeah. right at Liverpool. You know, things like, what's mm. going on behind the scenes or whatever. Um, that, that's, that's one part of it. The second part of it, it is game plan. And it is Jurgen Klopp's responsibility to address something that's kind of been there in it on the edge, this, mm. this high yeah. line. It's, yeah. it's not so much the high line. I understand the high line by, yeah, by having your team play play. high and you want to attack yeah. and you want to keep away yeah, from you your goal. I get condense, yeah. But when there's a turnover, you can drop mm. off. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's the good old-fashioned Arsenal offside yeah. track. They yeah. try and play offside on these counters. Mm. So when you yeah. see a nappy player midfield get it, you've got, you got um, the two centre-backs particularly that are just edging, 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 edging. He's offside. Like, it's, yeah. it's the old-fashioned yeah, gamble. Track. Yeah, the gamble and, offside. And, yeah. and of course, yeah. when the ball's played and he's offside, it's brilliant. Blow yeah. the whistle. You yeah. still keep the game in where you want it to be. Mm. And it's great. But at the moment... Particularly when Gomez plays, I think Matip has a better understanding of the offside with Van Dijk. It's yeah. th- that offside trap is in is in bits. It's a shambles in terms of that. So that means anytime the ball goes over the, t- over the top, they're out of it. Now that's got to be mate a rethink. 
Yeah. Jurgen Klopp has got to sit down with his coaches. I think it's come to the point where we, we know we've got great players going forward. It's Because it's, it, it, it's turned Liverpool, Rob, over the last couple of seasons from intensity and pressing yeah, yeah, and counter-pressing, yeah, yeah. all the stuff that we, the buzzwords we use with mm. them. It went away to a bit more possession and look, they're doing yeah. it a different way now. And they, and they have been and they almost won the title on it last year. But this, this, from the start of the season and the nature of this performance and others in the Premier League, they got away a few times, they got some late goals or whatever. Yeah. But it's got to be a rethink because this, mm. this simple ball over the top, I mean, any team that wins yeah, it, deep got runners, quick, yeah. quickie up front, yeah. they're going to get chances in behind. And I, I, it, was, it was a really, really... If you're a Liverpool fan, Rob, and, I, and you know, before you might be, ah, we, don't, we, haven't quite, we haven't quite found it. You know, people are going to come yeah. to it. This was, whoa, okay, screech the brakes, take the flipping record, you know, scratch the mm-hmm. record off. Okay, something's got to be done now because that yeah. was, was incredible. And, and, you know, and Napoli, we can give them a ton of credit. Simeone scores mm-hmm. the goal. At Anguisa, remember Anguisa from um, yeah. Fulham, midfield player? Yeah, Ran yeah, the show, yeah, yeah. Anguisa, scored a yeah. lovely goal, played a little one-two, mm-hmm. got in behind, slotted in really nicely. Zielinski got the penalty, scored a, late, a, a goal later in the game, 47th minute. I mean, Napoli was superb, but that for Liverpool, that is not acceptable yeah. and it's going to be fascinating. I didn't get a chance to, to um, listen to Jurgen Klopp afterwards oh, okay. <clears throat> about what he's going to say and what he's going yeah. to do. But there's yeah. some interesting times ahead because that was not like Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp as we've seen it over the last multiple seasons. No, not at all. Uh, mm. Like you say, I think that was a bit of shock for Liverpool and, and teams around Europe. Um, be interesting how he gets things back to Gordon. And yeah, I've got a few injuries as well, haven't you? So he's talking about you know doesn't have the depth maybe that other. Yeah, Thiago are. came back. Thiago was back yeah. in. Jota came back in. So pe- people yeah, are coming back now. Yeah. And, and maybe yeah. maybe because Milner played a midfield role again. Milner, yeah. like, I mean, he he gave the penalty away. He threw his arm out a little bit. Mm. He was then booked. This is all in ten minutes. Like he. Thiago is back. Javier yeah, does yeah, a good job. Yeah. Fabinho. So, so maybe getting the, some the of those crisis, guys back the in. crisis yeah. talks maybe yeah. gets yeah. held off mm, whilst right. he gets his so first team back. back. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he can point to that mm. as something of a reason of listen. We'll get back to our best Liverpool, but that was mm. far from it. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah, well, somebody who did have a good day and got four goals as to, um, scored for Manchester City. No surprise, Erling Haaland gets himself another brace. I mean, incredible scoring. Was it 12 12 goals in seven games now. We were together, weren't we, watching um, some yeah. of this game. I mean, City basically just way too much for a severe team. That is. Um, not playing particularly well anyway um, in their own league. But uh, City, the strongest ever. Uh, midfield three of KDB, Rodri and Silva. Front three of Foden, Haaland and Grealish. Uh, Jack Grealish getting the start. Um, their football was good. Uh, they continue to, to to build up. Kevin De Bruyne looks in absolutely tip-top nick at the moment. He gets into one of his favourite spots, sings the ball across and guess who's there on the four post. Not quite a jumping volley this time, but just a good position. Four post with the side foot volley hall and gets his goal, gets City off and running. And, and then it, it, mm. it's, it's a matter of how many. Um mm. A lot of talk, Robert, about Holland. Uh, Pep after the game was interesting that he said we can't win the Champions League with just Erling Haaland. It's about a team, and 
I thought maybe it took me back to remember the Pep saying a couple of years ago, was it when Pochettino was in charge of Spurs? It's a Harry Kane team. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're going to call this the Erling Haaland team because it's about the goal scorer and Pep's making a big thing. It's about other things and other parts uh, yeah. that, that was interesting. Um, as, as we were watching the game yesterday, we, we were sort of discussing one or two things, weren't we? And we know the Kane and, and, and uh, Haaland sort of comparison will come up this weekend when the two teams play at the Etihad on, on, on Saturday afternoon. But I, I, I was thinking about his biggest skill, Rob, is his physicality and all those natural attributes are brilliant. But his biggest skill is being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, it is. And and with an insatiable hunger to score. I yeah. mean, that's that's in 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 built in him, which is amazing. I mean, it was it's funny because you know, you have a day where uh, Kylian Mbappe scores these wonderful mm. volleys and it's really yeah. fun to watch and there's a you know, you can juxtapose the two players when you watch the highlights and they're very different. Like yeah. two of the hottest strikers on the planet, yes, but they do it very differently. Um I mean, Man City have changed the way they play. I went back yeah. Rob this morning, like I watched the game again. Because I, you know, when we were out and about, like I, mm. I wanted to see it again and just make a few observations about the city side. And first off, everything's kind of been simplified. Just just based on this one, and maybe some of the other games were. It's almost a four four two, by the way. The yeah. Boyner is pretty much up front with Erlen Haaland yeah. on the right hand yeah. side, as you said. Phil Foden and Grealish, okay. Grealish Jack yeah. Grealish, um, still not looking comfortable. Got to say it. Like they won the game, he's still yeah. not providing the output and the quality that I think the club and his manager expects. Again, I will see. I, I think yeah, that, yeah. that was pretty pretty obvious. But what I'm saying about the simple system, it's kind of 4-4-2. And there were so many crosses in this game. And I think that's they've realised that if they feed this guy in the box, he attacks yeah. everything. Almost every ball that goes into the box, he's competing mm-hmm. for. So that's, that's, that's kind of a very simpler way of playing for City. We'll see if that over the long haul is going to provide... Mm-hmm better results, better outcomes. Tough to beat the league. You know, whether that's going to make a difference in the Champions League, I don't know. Um, yeah. But the the connection, you said it, another goal, the connection of Kevin De Bruyne and, and Erlen Haaland, I'm guaranteeing it is going to be, is going to be crazy. It's going yeah. to be crazy. If those two players stay fit for 75% of the games, those numbers are going to be mad because every time De Bruyne picks a ball up, and what he does as well, by the way, and our listeners and, and um, watch, watching folks out there, he plays as number starts at number ten. His favourite move is to pull deeper into the, the inside right, right position, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he and he gets it out of his feet and he's swinging he's these swinging balls in, in for cross, yeah. or he's slapping it along the ground in between defenders for him to run in behind. Yeah. So the the two of them, and there was actually a, a moment in the game, Rob. I remember we, we chatted about it, like where yeah, Erlen played in De Bruyne and he should have scored. The goalkeeper made a good save. So simple football. The two of them combining is amazing. City have changed their attacking third kind of priorities, less mm. intricate getting behind, pullback for tappings, more they'll do that, but if, if need be, they'll swing the ball in for crosses because he's amazing at attacking them. So I mean, yeah, they they uh they look amazing. And, and, and in some respects, Rob, it, it's just when you talk about the simplicity is it's just another option, I think, and that's what this city team now got. Because if they need to go back to some Slightly more intricate, force yeah. nine, or if he got injured, they, they, or they'll, they'll up, probably they can find probably that. go back to that as well. Do you know what I mean? But right now, maybe more efficient, maybe less demanding, or, or, or you know, and be able to just put 
balls in. You don't have to work the ball all the way to the byline where they used to and pull across. Yeah. Now they can cross from 18, yeah. 20 yards out, mate, and you've still got yeah. you've still got that same threat and, and he's going to get you, you know, incredible amount of goals as well as all the other talented players underneath him. It's interesting, Rob, because part of, and, and he has been involved in some build-up play, but he, he, he's much more about the box. He's not like Harry Kane, yeah. I, I sense, gets joy from coming deep and playing people in and, and joining mm. in. Harlem doesn't need to do it. He's but, that bothered now. And he's got players who can do that. You've got Gundogan, you've got KDB, you've got Silva, you've got Foden, Grealish, Mares. Why do I need to come in there and, 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 and you know, mm. create that, block that space off for him? Just get himself in the box, make sure he's at the end of the uh, end of the move and, and, and put it in the back of that. And he's doing that pretty well at the moment, my friend. Yeah, I mean, just another couple of things, Rob. Just again, watching it again a little bit. Um, the young fullback, left fullback, Sergio Gomez, a 22 year old started yeah. left back. He's got a nice left yeah. foot. Again, mm. he's going to serve balls in for the big man up front. Manuel yeah. Kanji, the big centre back, yeah. started this game. Yeah. Big, big, strong guy. Like, it, it, that's going to be interesting because when we start to get to the later stages of Champions League, I think we start to think about. Good teams playing against City, yeah, and defensively they've got to be stronger than they've been because that's been the I mean, they, they the teams do a job on them over two legs. Yeah. So I thought just watching those two players is interesting. And the last thing I want to mention in this game, Rob, that is a player that we've talked about before. Phil Foden's quality. I mean, he scores a lovely goal, Rob. He scores yeah, a lovely goal. Yeah. What a what a lovely footballer he is. Mm. Wherever you want to yeah. play, him, he switched from uh, he switched flanks, went from that, right yeah. to left later on. in Bernardo Silva. Well, we already started. Jack Grealish went off or whatever. I mean, what a lovely footballer. This team, I mean, in its sim- a little bit simpler version, don't have to look good. And, and yeah. there's tons of players to come in, Gundogan and, mm. and Mares and others Mahrez, that you mentioned. Yeah. So um, with those new players, um, it's, it's, they're, they're wing at a canter. They look, mm. they look pretty sweet at the moment, mate. And uh, another example, Sevilla, you know, tried their best and they kept it fairly quiet. But as soon as Ireland scored... You know, the goals came in the second half and it was a very yeah. comfortable night again for Manchester City. Impressive, impressive stuff. Yeah, very impressive win. It can, um, obviously, we'll probably be people's favourites to, to win it with Holland at the top of the pit. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Bet too far against them. Um, I was watching the Tottenham Marseille game, mate. Yes, I was at home. Big atmosphere. Marseille ball playing fans. So, you know, great. Uh, occasion at the new White Hot Lane Stadium. His first team with uh, Romero, uh, Dyer and Longley. It was the um, three centre-backs. He had um, Persic at left-back mm. um, on the other side. And up top, Richarlison got the start with Son and Kane. So Kulisevsky went to the bench, which was interesting. Mm. Um, I've got to be honest, Rob, this, this game... Sloppy Spurs. <laughs> Sloppy oh, no. Spurs to score. I mean, the 20 they don't, minutes, Not playing well, but just winning. Not that, playing like, well. I mean, second half was a bit bit better. Conte oh. definitely got, got into it. But first off, Rob, they were sloppy with the possession. 
Marseille had a nice high press on. You think it's well set up for, for, for Spurs to counter-attack. They didn't put three, four passes together, give the ball away easily. It was really disjointed. Mm. And part of me, they, they got the job done. Second half was better. Vicharlison got a couple of goals, two-headed goals. He's going to be important to him, Rob Vicharlison. Yeah. He's a great yeah. little buy. Yeah, he's uh, very came on the pitch. Spurs went to a back four in the second half and, and looked a bit more dangerous and... Mm. Um, so, Vicharlison got his goals. First, I didn't actually realise first games he'd ever played in Europe because he's never played in European competition. So, it was his first European games. He got a couple of goals, which is great. And, and, yeah. and obviously, sort of gives some the manager something to think about with the weekend coming up. Obviously, Spurs go into uh, Manchester City and a couple of goals. You know, does he keep him in the team? If so, who drops out? Who, who misses out? Is it Kulisevsky who misses out again? Son again. Didn't get his goal, came off a little bit later, second half. But second half was a little bit better. But to, for, for Spurs' advantage, um, Marseille had a player sent off after 42 mm. two minutes. Um, and Bemba got uh, fouled Son. Son is running through, trying to uh, go towards goal. He's the last man, takes him down. Referee has no option but to give him a red card. So pretty pretty much 48 minutes on the clock. Um, you know They had to play the rest of the second half with 10 men. And for a spell... Marseille didn't look too stretched. Spurs, again, weren't, weren't really making uh, much of possession. Eventually, Perisic puts the ball in. Charlton gets his head to it, changes the whole atmosphere, and then he gets a, a second goal. Um, but sort of my takeaway with the Spurs, and, and it's very much similar to what we said, certainly not playing great. We'll rely mm. on the front guys. This time, it was Charlton's day to get the goals. But... Almost in the first 20 minutes, Rob, the tone was set in the game that I sometimes think it's going to be harder for Spurs to grab control of games if they continue to give the opposition or allow is that, the Is that Wolves, Rob? Is it like Wolves where yeah. like, they're just the crowd were up for it and then the longer the first half goes on, they get quieter and quieter and quieter. It's like, well, this is like pretty rubbish. Yeah, really, the crowd, then... I mean, the, the Marseille crowd were the ones making noise and, yeah. and, and the, 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 the Spurs fans were just watching really like... Well, this ain't great. It's nil-nil, but this ain't a great watch. And lots of excitement, first Champions League games of the season. And, um, yeah, it just was, it was a bit weird. It was a mm. bit weird. And I just I just don't know how Spurs get a better foothold early in a game to compete for a bit of possession. And it's almost like they just go back foot, passive, sit there, and the other team start playing and start getting yeah. a bit of confidence and yeah. like the ball yeah. and build yeah. a bit of rhythm up. And eventually they're going to create chances. I think a couple of things, Rob. I think first off, I think it's still, it's still, there's obviously improvement there and they're still winning games. And it's like, yeah. I think it will get better. I think they will mm-hmm. become a better footballing side when they find a yeah. bit more rhythm and a little bit more confidence with the ball and be a tiny bit more expansive. I know that, that Conte is yeah. scared of conceding goals and I get yeah. it and that's really important to him, but I think they will get better. Question for you, Lonley, defender. You know, he's, yeah. he's one of the new ones and mm. potentially making their 11 better. It's often Ben yeah. Davis left. In the back, Lonley played yeah. in it, Rob. It's just Lonley, Dyer, and Christian Romero, wasn't it? The back no, three, yeah, yeah. But how was Lonley? How does he look? Um, actually, he looks pretty solid, I, I think. I, nothing like it's not mm. world beating, but he doesn't look like he's going to make major mistakes. He looks pretty, pretty solid and, and, and um, you know, gives a balance on that side, works quite well with, with Perisic down that side. I've got to be honest, Rob, on the day, Romero didn't play particularly well today. Oh. Looked a bit off, yeah. He's not uh, been a little bit disappointing. I know he had a bit of an injury, didn't he? Um, yeah. in the season and off, he, he came off 
Late on, uh, yeah. Tanganga came on for oh, him okay. late on, okay. which I don't know if he's carrying a knock or, but yeah, just didn't look quite, you know, we, we, we've talked about him and liked him and said, you know, that aggression and that little bit of power he brings, something important. So, st- still feeling the way, I think, Spurs, in, 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 in a number of areas. Um, it wasn't a great day for Sonny and Kane, had a couple of chances, wasn't quite on. Again, you know, great that they've got a Richarlison now that can come in and, and, and you know give him that little bit extra up front. But um, yeah, still, still plenty of work to do for Conte. He said, he, you know, he's pleased to get his, the win and, and get him off and running. But um, I think he'll know they'll have to play better than that in this competition if they want to go deep. They might have played better than that as well, Rob, when they play Man City on Saturday, twelve thirty Eastern time. Um, Massive game. Just have a Mm. just have a quick think about that one. We know it's going to be dominated by the two strikers on on show for both sides. Um, But talk about like two teams at this other end of the scale in terms of their philosophies, proactive versus reactive, and. I tell you, it's not it's not a foregone conclusion for me that City are going to win this game, given no, no. how they throw people forward and yeah. and Tottenham are very very good counter attackers. That that's yeah. it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. What what you what's your gut telling? Yeah, about similar. This game? And just that we saw City last week against Villa score first, have a load of chances not taken. Villa get back. You know, if you mm. if it's only one or it's, mm. it's nil nil, is what Conte's been able to do with his team, even when they're not particularly playing well, they haven't conceded. And then they go on and, and, you know, that, that front three can hurt. And, and you talked about City's um, issues with the full-backs probably going in a little bit narrow. If they turn the ball over with, with Kane, Richarlison's in good nick at the moment. And, mm. and Son, if he plays, or Kulisevsky came on and did quite well. They're, Spurs are probably the, the, the team most likely to upset Man City with yeah. the way they play. And they did it twice last season, um, and they feel they've got a bit of a, 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 a benchmark to, to know how to go and get results. So yeah, yeah it, it, this, is, this is you know, City need to dominate as we know they will, but put the chances away. And Haaland obviously is a big part of that to give themselves a break. That when Spurs do break, you know that they all got the goal up, or be aware that that's going to happen. Matchups to watch for in that one, Rob. Just before we move on, and just do a little quick wrap of the other games. Uh, Christian Romero against Erling yeah. Haaland. Yeah. I mean, we know he's yeah. tough yeah. and as aggressive as, it, as they come. Mm. So he's got a, you know, hopefully he's not got a, a problem, Rob, injury. I know he can yeah, yeah. Bed, but a bit like that, Ming was like, mix it up a little bit, a little bit of physicality, a little bit in dire as well. It's mm. a day to, you mm. know, give Eric Dyer a slap around the face before he goes yeah. out and get him in, in, yeah. in angry mode. And yeah, you're going to have to be aggressive mm. with this guy. Because if not, he'll dominate you mm. and um, he'll cause you problems. But yeah, it should be good. Should be a great game. Great. Looking forward to that yeah, one, mate. On, sa- yeah. on Saturday, um, should we just round up a few other results from from yeah. the week? Uh, Tuesday, Dortmund three Copenhagen nil, Benfica two Maccabi Haifa nil. Celtic got beat three 0 by Real Madrid. What a great atmosphere! I, I saw some of that game at South Park. What a great atmosphere up at there. Madrid keep doing their stuff. And, and Luka Modric, I think, got the second goal, Rob, didn't he? What a little Lovely. gem that fellow is. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful little goal. Yeah. Um, PSG 2, Juventus 1, 2, Mbappe goals, wasn't it? The, the volley and then... The yeah, lovely one. A lovely scoop from yeah, Neymar's from little scoop Neymar. over the top yeah. and, and flipping out. He looks sharp, in Mbappe. Oh, and, uh, yeah, talk yeah. about them starting to really find some form mm. now. Yeah. There's a new manager there, but you know we'll talk about PSG in, in the later rounds. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah, we'll the possibility to win it. Yeah, you got so yeah. many good players. 
Um, I, I did see the late Antoine Griezmann goal for Atletico Madrid 2-1 against Porto. Rob, the late goal yeah. scores for Pendigo Semioni, sprints down the sideline, gets involved with all the play te- uh, players in the team and massive celebrations there at their stadium. Um, yeah. And a bunch of other results. Bayern Munich win yeah. against Inter Milan, which is a big game. Ajax mm. put four past Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow Rangers, yeah, which is a bit um, sad for Rangers back beat, in the competition. Yeah, Pilsen 5-1, Barca win. Yeah. Lewandowski um, got a hat-trick, didn't he? I think it's, uh, he's the first person to get hat-tricks for three teams in Champions League now. Wow. Lewandowski, wow. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's so great. Competition's a, great. Yeah, this is a tournament to be in, isn't it, if mm. you want to win things. OK, mate, good start yep. to Champions League, as ever. Good wins for Spurs and Man City, but really bad defeats for Liverpool and Chelsea. A 1-0 loss against Sarbergs, enough to cost Thomas Tuchel his job. There'll be more on this and we'll follow us over, over the weekend. So look out for our weekend podcast. That's on Sunday, September the 11th. Um, and Chelsea probably have a new manager and could be Graham Potter. And we'll view the big game from Saturday at the Etihad Manchester City host Spurs. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. We'll see you on Sunday. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com meet treadwell your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle get your best match in one minute or less with treadwell by discount tire